1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We get the latest on Philip Hellander as he closes in on his Rangers move. There's European action that continues tonight. Kilmarnock and Aberdeen both playing and Partick Thistle could be in the money as they, they've confirmed they've had a formal takeover approach. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Gordon DL. Yes, good evening Andrew and uh, the Rangers fans will be excited to see if this is now Stephen Gerrard's eighth summer signing. Uh, a defender which I think they need badly. Uh, gives him a bit of cover Plus the fact Just looking at a lad Big tall uh, Centre back Swedish internationalist Left footed Which gives him The perfect balance So I think uh, Looking at the money as well The reports Three and a half million Four million He must be a real good player And I think Rangers fans Will be excited in that On the other side Of the city I'm sure Celtic fans Will be looking Wondering when They're going to make Some more signings You watched their team The other night Terrific result But you can tell that they need new players in there, especially right back position. Uh, that's a must. Ayer cannot play there for a season. I'm sure Neil Lennon will be trying everything to get uh, someone new in there to replace uh, Lustig. And as you quite rightly say, hopefully for Scotland tonight, Kamarnock and Aberdeen can continue the good work in Europe with Celtic and Rangers. 01419511025 if you want to get involved or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB there's breaking team news from that Kilmarnock game it's a, a 7 o'clock kickoff, so just under an hour until that one gets underway away to Connors Key Nomads in Wales it's going to be Jamie McDonald in goal it's uh, a back four of Stephen O'Donnell Kirk Broadfoot Stuart Finlay and Greg Taylor a midfield three of Gary Dicker Alan Power and Rory McKenzie with Chris Burke and Dom Thomas either side of Eamon Brophy the substitutes Brunescu Kilty El McCreaney Waters Wilson Millen and Cameron Angelo Alessio's first game in charge Gordon DL two of his new signings on the bench you'll be looking to get off to a good start yeah it's a reward for the terrific season they had last year European football uh, they're over in Wales the fans will be over there will be excited looking forward to it it's a new beginning not just in the fact of the European campaign for them this season but for the fact it's a new manager a uh, foreign coach coming in will they be a different tactics different style of play from Stevie Clark who was so successful with Kilmarnock we'll have to wait and see but I don't think that'll be an easy game tonight. They've got to work very hard, get the game back to rugby part and make home advantage work for them. Kilmarnock fans, we want to hear from you. First time in Europe in 18 years. 0141 951 1025. Give us your thoughts of the game that's kicking off at 7 o'clock. We'll get to... We'll get to that in the Aberdeen game a, a bit later on, but we'll have a look at the man that looks as if he he will be Rangers' eighth summer signing. It looks as if Rangers are going to get their man, Philip Hellander, the Swedish international, uh, a deal worth in the region of three and a half to, to four million pounds, depending on what reports you read. He's currently at Italian side Bologna, where he spent three years. Gordon, I know you've been championing for a while the fact that you feel that Rangers. Mm-hmm needed to spend big on a centre-back and it looks as if they're doing it. I said last season, early on, after watching Rangers, that uh, I didn't think they could win the league with the centre-backs they had. Goldstone and Cattage. Uh, they brought in Worrell, who I didn't think improved that. This season, you've got to look at uh, the manager. He's addressed the situation. Brought in two new centre-backs. Well, hopefully for the Rangers fans, that will be the second one in for them. Gives them good competition. Gives them options as well. Uh, he can change systems I know that he's got 
plenty, plenty of wingers in his, his squad. Um, but he can change the systems. He sometimes can go to a three centre back if he wants. It gives him great options. The only thing I will say, well done to Rangers board, because you look at in the last season, in one season, the Rangers manager has signed something in the region of 25 players. 25 players is some turnaround for a club. The backing that Rangers chairman and the board and the supporters are giving Stephen Gerrard and his staff and the new players coming in is absolutely terrific. It's up to them now, Andrew, to deliver. Because it certainly seems like Stephen Gerrard has been really keen to, to get his own stamp on this Rangers side. He obviously made a, a lot of signings last summer. Even more of the old faces look as if they're going out the window this summer. Seven are already in, an eighth potentially on the way. All four of those centre-backs should Hellander come in are all Steven Gerrard signings. He, he certainly wants his own feel and this is his Rangers side. Well, he brought in 15 the minute he walked into the job last year. In the summer, he decided it needed a clear out. He needed new players in. Yes, sometimes you just go with the players so that everything settles down. He's learnt the Scottish game. He's been in it a season now. Uh, he's got to get rid of a few players. He's carrying a massive squad, as is Celtic. So players will have to go out the door. But the big plus for him as a manager, and I think he reportedly said it um, after a game against St. Joseph's, he can look at the bench now and feel confident of the players and the quality that he's got to put on and change games. Because last season, not just myself, but a lot of pundits, a lot of supporters on this uh, phone-in, come on and criticised a lot of the times about substitutions. And maybe that was just the fact that he didn't have the belief that that was the sort of a squad that could go on, his subs go on and change the game. I think it's different this season for him. I think he's got everything he's asked for, Andrew. That's why I'm applauding the Rangers board. They have backed him to the hill. It's now up to him to deliver he's got to get silverware this season I mean the stats just in terms of appearances last season will show you that Conor Goldson was was the first choice centre back he seemed to be the one that was nearly always on the team sheet for Steven Gerrard and then sort of switched between Joe Worrell and, and Nikola Katic Gareth McCauley didn't get too much of a look in with George Edmondson coming in mm-hmm. with Philip Hellander potentially coming in and for decent money as well how do you see the dynamic between those four well, working? Hellander for me at that sort of a price tag, plus the fact not just the the transfer fee you're looking at, I think is a four year deal. It'll be a decent contract, so that'll be a lot of money to shell out. So you'd expect him to be the number one left centre back because if it's if it's a bill, he's left sided. He knows how to play that position. He's an internationalist. He's twenty six. He's got good experience. Just wonder how he'll fit into the Scottish game. Goldston, I thought, was probably the best centre-back Rangers had last year. So I would see him coming in there. I see that partnership. Cattage, for me, is going to be a squad player. He's still a young player. He's still learning the trade. He's still uh, finding his feet in Scottish football. He's good there to have as a backup. But I see these two. If he's going to start with a back four, when with the squad he's got and the wingers he's got, he probably will start with a back four. Then I see them two being the real centre-halves, the number one choices. Is the fact he's left-sided key? Because Conor Goldson is right-footed. You've got Nikola Katic, who's right-footed. George Edmondson is right-footed. Joe Worrell, 
was right footed last season and I'm not sure that really any of the, the, the three out of Katic, Warrow and, and Goldson looked overly comfortable on that left hand side and it seems as if Steven Gerrard has identified someone that, that he wants to, to slot straight into that position I think it helps with the balance it's not an, the fact that you've got to have a left centre back in there that's left footed uh, but it definitely helps with the balance Some, sometimes you get caught in that position out in the left back area for instance you've got to be comfortable on your left side on your left foot this helps the balance of the two centre backs they've got a very what I call the best goalkeeper in Scotland behind them a very experienced goalkeeper so they're starting to build a real strong unit it was just it has to see how it fits all in together the one thing you've got to say is get competition for places and for a manager that's fantastic 01419511025 we want to get your thoughts on any of these topics tonight or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB if Hellander does come in and, and become Rangers 8th signing of the summer Gordon where do they go from there because Steven Gerrard had talked about at the end of the season that he was looking for, for quality over quantity 8 is still quite a big number but you'd expect that he wouldn't be the last coming through the door at Ibrox well, the only other one I could see uh, would probably be the fans' favourite, Kent, coming back on loan. Um, I can't see him strengthening anywhere else because he's got plenty of players in the Midlay Park. Um, he's Unless he sells one of his big players like Morelis, which I don't think he will do, then you've got, like, say, Morelis and Defoe and that up front. He's got plenty of people on the wide areas. In fact, so much that... Candace wasn't even in the, the squad for the other night who I think has been terrific for Rangers I've got to say so it shows you that um, he's now got a bit of quality in there and he's basically putting out a little message to his players to say it's competition for places now if you look at the Rangers team the other night against St Joseph's you're looking at Arfield was my, he'll be a starter because I thought Arfield was one of the best players for Rangers last year so he'll be a starter so players are sitting about the dressing room looking about thinking, I need to be on my game here. And I'm sure that's what Celtic across the city with Neil Lennon, that's what he'll be looking to get as well. I think we're in for a ter- ter- terrific season. Does the priority now with Steven Gerrard lie in getting bodies out? Because off the top of my head, you've got the likes of Kyle Lafferty, Eros Gresda, Graham Dorans, Jason Holt, Joe Dodo, people that, that didn't go with Rangers on their pre-season training camp. Players that look as if they... They don't have a future at Rangers. He now needs to look at, at shifting them. I think that's the biggest job because there'll be a lot of these players on decent contracts, Andrew. And players will not move unless it, it benefits them, especially if they're on you know, contracts to next year or even an, another year on top of that. Uh, but that will be up to the manager to sit down and say, look, you're not going to play any part in my squad, so it's best for you best for a club that you move on and go and play your football elsewhere but easier said than done Well as Rangers close in on Hellander we thought we'd get an opinion of someone that's been keeping a close eye on him over the last few years Alistair McKenzie is a football journalist based in Rome he keeps track of all the Serie A action and I spoke to him earlier about what Rangers fans can be expecting He's very experienced for his age I mean he's only 26 years old but he's already racked up I think almost 90 appearances in Serie A and up until January he was playing very regularly for Bologna it was a changing coach with Sinisa Milovic coming in that eventually um, made him drop out of the team but he's also Sweden international he was in the World Cup squad last summer but didn't get off the bench in any of their games since then he's got into the Sweden team has been playing in all their qualifiers for the Euros coming up he's not the quickest guy he's he's very tall about 6'3", 6'4 
four, but he makes up for a lack of pace with with his intelligence. To be honest, I mean, he's he reads the game very well. You see him intercepting passes, blocking shots. Just his positional sense is very good. So his height is also obviously something that makes him a danger at set pieces. He's good in the air, good at dealing with crosses into the box. So physically, he's um, quite a unit as well. It's been pretty clear for most of the summer since the end of last season, really, that Bologna um, were looking to sell Helander and he was looking to to move on in order to get some regular game time as well because he wasn't really considered to be part of Sinisa Mihailovic's plans going forward. During his time in Italy, he's not been able to play any European football and obviously he's he's wanting to nail down his place in the Sweden national team as well. So perhaps the idea, like you say, of having a better chance in Scotland of, of winning some silverware and of playing on a European stage, maybe having seen Rangers getting to the group stages of the Europa League last season and, and hoping for something similar that could have um, potentially been a draw for him considering that's not something that it's been on offer for him in Italy 01419511025 if you want to get involved Callum is a Rangers fan in Pollock Callum what's your point tonight? Um, I was just thinking about the new centre back signing I'm still a bit concerned that they're a bit short on the full back side just don't think the full back options aren't as convincing as I'd like them to be are you talking about right or left? Or are you talking about both here, Carl? Um, probably, probably on the left. Definitely but, on the left because Tavernier's perfectly fine. Yeah, been outstanding for years. Well, you've got Barisic out there that obviously came in last year, and they were expecting a lot for him. They paid a couple of quid for him. It just didn't happen. I watched him the other night He looked a lot better With a pre-season under his yeah, belt yeah. Talked about him after the game And, and mm-hmm. hoped he would kick on From that performance and, and the goal Yeah Let's not get carried away It wasn't the greatest opposition I've ever uh, seen But It doesn't matter who's in front You've got to go out and beat them And Rangers beat St Joseph comfortably And I thought Barisic Played very well up and down the left um, Side of the pitch The only thing I'd criticise him a little bit was his final delivery, uh, especially early on in the game, Andrew. But uh, I think they're expecting big things for him. He's had a year to settle into Scottish football now, so I think he will start as the number one left back. Obviously, Halliday's fitted in there. Flanagan's flitted, uh, fitted in there. So no, I don't think that. I don't think Rangers will be looking now in the transfer market. I think the only one, as I said, is if they get the offer to get Kent back. Then I think they would take that. Callum, is there any other positions you'd like to see Stephen Gerrard strengthen? Um, I think the squad is too big. If they sold a few, if they sold a few players like maybe um, Herrera, Holt, something like that, that would thin out the squad to get a bit of money back. But it's looking at Taylor, Kilmarnock last season. I, I thought that'd be a perfect signing. Yeah, Greg Taylor, uh, yeah, I think the commander have already rejected a bid of 500,000. Yeah, about half a million, I huh? Yeah, so obviously he's in a lot of clubs' radar. I think that uh, the Rangers manager's been backed on the basis of the fact that he's got to get rid of players. I don't think that uh, it's a case of, right, we'll bring in eight new players and don't worry about the other ones. If they go, they go. I think, uh, like all managers... The board will be saying, right, okay, we're prepared to back you, we're prepared to have a go, we'll give you everything you want, but we need to clear some of the decks here. And there's a lot of players sitting about there and they need to be moved on to free up wages 
and just get rid of bodies because it's too far big a squad that he's got just now and he's got to get players out the door Well thank you to Callum and Pollock 01419511025 if you want to get on the phones there's a story in the, the papers today that's been, been doing the rounds. I mean, Celtic were linked with uh, with Tommy Smith, who was a Huddersfield right-back. It looks as if he's on his way to Stoke. They were also linked with uh, Jack Stacey a while back. He moved to Bournemouth for around £4 million. Both players linked with Celtic in that right-back position that have gone to other clubs. Neil Lennon, well, he, he said openly that that is a position that he needs to strengthen. And I'm sure he'll have many targets, Gordon, but it's one that Celtic fans will be eager for them to get a player in soon as well. I think they're desperate uh, for a, a right back. And it's got to be a bit of quality. It just shows you how good a job that uh, Lustig uh, performed there at right back for them throughout all those years. Um, I watched Celtic the other night there with their, their defence. And it certainly wasn't the defence that probably start at the start of the season. Obviously our new signing Julian's sitting there on the bench He's not up to speed yet He'll obviously come in there But I don't think you can play Ayer at right back Yeah I think Neil Lennon even said that himself yeah. After the game that he was just filling in uh, Yeah just filling in So that's not good enough uh, for Celtic And it's uh, probably Probably a bit worrying that, that Your sort of a top targets that you're going for Are going to other clubs Andrew So it's putting you down the pecking order a little bit Thinking right okay we lost out in that one. We'll probably have a two or three more. And then you lose out, lose out in the next one. But then I look at the, the other side of it. You know, is young Ralston worth a go in there rather than play a centre-back that certainly can't play right-back? So I'm sure Neil Lennon will be doing all he can to get that sorted before the start of the season. 01419511025 if you want to come on the phones. We'll have more after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon DL here with me, Andrew McLean, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. I was just scrolling through Twitter there at the break and it caught my eye. Liverpool are playing away to Tranmere in a, a friendly today. And, you know, so some recognisable names in there Seaman Mignolet, there's Nathaniel Klein, Alex Oxley Chamberlain, James Milner, Adam Lalana. Ryan Kent starting for Liverpool in that one. I mean, I know that uh, the likes of Manny, Firmino, Salah, they're all away on international duty, but that'll be Jurgen Klopp getting a, getting a look at them tonight. Yeah, especially after um, he's been in Scotland for last season and uh, they'll get reports every single week on his progress. They know how well he's um, been doing up here and it may just be a case of um, giving an ex- experienced players a game with younger players, you know, the like us in pre-season, Andrew. So, no, I'm not surprised with that, but I'm sure that uh, every Rangers fan would be delighted if Ryan Kent was running out in a Rangers jersey next year rather than a Liverpool one. Well, there's action, well, I was going to say in Scotland. There's one game in Scotland and one game in Wales tonight for the Scottish teams. It's Kilmarnock away to Connors Key Nomads at 7 o'clock in the first round Europa League qualifier. Aberdeen are at home to finish side Rovaniemi at 7.45. I'll give you a run through of that Kilmarnock team that's out again, it's Jamie McDonald in goal, a back four of Stephen O'Donnell, Kirk Broadfoot, Stuart Finlay and Greg Taylor. Gary Dicker, Alan Power and Rory McKenzie, the midfield three, Chris Burke and Dom Thomas, either side of Eamon Brophy. 18 years is a, a long wait for, for European football. Gordon, I'm sure it'll be a, a night that the fans will be lapping up. Yeah, it's a great achievement, being out of European football for that long. And, uh, you know, come on up, we're just... Going along there as a club in the Premier League and 
you know, if they stayed in the league, it would be fine and everybody would be happy. The crowds weren't great, Andrew at Rugby Park. But all of a sudden, Steve Clark came in, changed it, uh, got results, finished third in the league last season, had a terrific season, get manager of the year. Yeah, just listen to that team there. There's a lot of the regulars out the show. So the new manager's not changed a lot. He's basically had a look at it and thought, well, why try and change something that's working very, very well just now? Certainly he will put his own ideas, he'll stamp his own authority on it, but I think he'll just give it a bit of time over the you know, the next two or three weeks and then try and get ready for the start of the season because he's got a massive game in his first one at home to Rangers. 01419511025 if you want to get involved. Kilmarnock fans, 18 years in waiting it's been for this one. What are your thoughts ahead of this game tonight? We've got Murray, a Kilmarnock fan. He's from Kilmarnock, but he's in Rill for the game tonight. Murray, what's the atmosphere like in Wales? How are you doing, guys? It's absolutely buzzing just now in the pub called the Millbank, which is closest one to the stadium. And uh, there's about two, three hundred Kelly fans in here just on song at the moment. And the crowds are gathering just five minutes from the corner of the stadium. I mean, Murray, it's, it's been a long time coming really for, for a return to Europe but how delighted are you and how excited are you to, to see Kilmarnock I, I know it's maybe not the, the exotic draw that Kilmarnock fans would have been wanting but uh, a game in Europe that's what you wanted yeah it's just a fiery atmosphere it's just so uh, like exciting and humbling to see so many Kilmarnock fans just really pushing behind it and there's so many thousands down here without tickets uh, I managed to blag a ticket in the home end uh, so I'm just going to have my colours off tonight in case I get ejected but I'm going to just go and enjoy it. And then, I was a kid the last time we were in Europe. I went to the home games. This is my first time experiencing an away game in the European competition. So, it's great for me. I'm absolutely buzzing, mate. Yeah, Murray, uh, Gordon Dell here. Can I ask you a wee question? Obviously, after a terrific season last year under Steve Clark and yep. he moves on to be the Scotland manager, you've got a new manager in, a foreign manager that's won, yep. worked under, obviously, Conte. Um, so, what is the Kilmarnock fans now looking at this season? Will it be try and do the same again? Is that possible? I think it is possible. We've kept the majority of the, of the squad. We've had a few loanies go away. We've had a couple of new signings brought in. I don't know too much about them, being honest. But the big goalkeeper from Juventus on loan. Uh, hopefully he can stake a claim for number one. Uh, push Jamie McDonald all the way. But I think... I don't think we're going to get ahead of ourselves. We're just enjoying it at the moment. The last two years have been absolutely... Fantastic as a supporter. I mean, they looked at a few years ago where we were, and everybody knows the story. Steve Clark came in, we were sitting bottom in the league. But I mean, it's been a tough few years. Me growing up, I'm in the early 30s now, and uh, growing up for the cup winning team as a young boy, and just seeing it now, it's just the buzz is back in the town. It's just it's a great atmosphere, and I think I think we could achieve fourth, third place again, no problem. I mean, Steve Clark was always going to be a tough act to follow. The Kilmarnock board had to be very careful about who they were going to appoint. Murray, yep. he's certainly got a, an impressive CV, Angelo Alessio. Yeah. Has there been that excitement around the Kilmarnock fans that, you know, you look at his experience and, and he could be the man to continue that on? Yeah, I do. I believe so. And then I think the majority of the fans are were just really delighted with the appointment. I think there was a... I'm sure there was a long list of, of candidates interested. And... Uh, I've looked at the media conferences on social media and whatnot, and he was, uh, Billy Bowie, the chairman, said he was spoke the best, he had the right vision for the club, and he himself has addressed how he wants to sort of emulate Stevie Clark's success. And I think it's just a buzz in the town. But no matter who they've been coming in, I think on the high for last year, they'd be the same position. The Commander fans are just, honestly, the scenes here just now are incredible. Just 
hundreds and hundreds of Glamour fans outside the pubs, inside the pubs. Even last night, I came down last night to row, and uh, it just delights you. I was just, I was just having a ball. It's great. So, certainly sounds like they're having a good time, Gordon Dale. Yeah, that's what it's all about. If you've waited so long, and as Murray says there, he's, you know, he supported the club for a long time. Um, it's all about the excitement. It's all about the journey. It's all about, you know, enjoying it. Um, if Kilmarnock go and get a positive result there tonight, and it will be a difficult game, they come back to Rugby Park, I'm sure there'll be a big crowd. That's the one thing about Kilmarnock. You know, about three years ago, you used to go down to Rugby Park, there was no atmosphere, the crowds were poor, um, nobody seemed interested in the club. Steve Clark came in and changed all, all round, and all of a sudden there's a great excitement, and these fans that have travelled over to watch a game tonight in Wales, they'll be absolutely delighted with the progress that Kilmarnock are making. Just finally, Murray, before we let you go, how do you think tonight's going to go? Um, if we get an early goal, it could be really comfortable, but I mean they're going to be they're going to be up for it. It's going to be the game of their life. So they, they, they've got experience in Europe, more experience than us in recent times. But I'm pretty confident that we can put a professional performance on. It's going to be tough. It's going to be the first game competitive game we've played. So not expecting a, a four five now, but I think comfortable two 0 That's what I'm predicting. Brilliant stuff, Murray. Go away and enjoy your night. Cheers, mate. All the best, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you want to come on the phones, you have a look at. Connors Key Nomads who are obviously the, the team they're playing against it's, it's a complete raffle when it gets to, to the early stages you don't really know who you're going to come up against a lot of the teams you haven't heard of Connors Key Nomads we do know from Scottish football they've been in the uh, Ironbrook Cup, Cup as it was yeah. last for the last couple of seasons Comarnock will surely look at the results I mean I think a couple of years ago they lost to Dumbarton and they got put out in the, the first round they entered they made it to the final last year and, mm-hmm. and lost to Ross County Surely those results must be quite a, a positive thing that they feel that they can they can progress. Yeah, as I said, it's all about going and getting a result tonight. I think Murray touched on it there. Be interesting to see how Kamarnock perform. They've not had competitive games, Andrew, and it does take you some time to get up to speed. You need you need those games to get the match fitness, the sharpness, everything about it. But they've got a very experienced side there. Uh, they handled the Premier League last year, Kilmarnock, brilliantly. They went to places like Ibrox and Celtic Park and were terrific in front of massive crowds. So they won't fear going over there, uh, but they've got to make sure they get a positive result because if they do that and come back to Rugby Park with a good crowd behind them, then they should progress to the next round. Well, as I said last year, they lost to Ross County in the final of the Ironbrook Cup, as it was called back then. Stuart Kettlewell, of course, he's one of the co-managers of Ross County. He actually knows Andy Morrison, the Connors Key Nomads manager, well. And here he is giving the lowdown on what Kilmarnock can expect tonight. They've had some terrific results. I think you, you look at maybe two or three results that they've had that are completely against the grain of what was expected. And that's testament to the work that he's done there. I think he wants his team to be an image of what he is. And he's a proper man. He's a character that really grows on you. He's very black and white. Everything he does is for the, the greater good of his club. And he seems to have some real ambition with, with Connors Key to make sure that they not only do well domestically, but uh, cup competitions as they did last season, getting to the final. He's a guy that won't pull any punches. He's open and honest to you in, in front of your face. You'll know how his team are going to play. There was no surprise to us how, how they were going to face up against us in the Iron Brew Cup final. As always, I want the Scottish teams to do well. I, I really hope that Kilmarnock do progress there as, as the other clubs that are involved in Europe and Scotland. Um, but I think Kilmarnock face a tough test and I think they'll know that themselves. Pretty sure there'll be no stone unturned by Andy and his side in, in making sure they cause another upset. But from my point of view, I'm always going to back the, the Scottish side. But um, I think it's an interesting setup. I really do. 
I like that from Stuart Kettlewell saying he's always going to back the Scottish sides and that's what we want to see all four Scottish clubs that are in European competition get as far as they possibly can Well Rangers uh, started off with a good result against St Joseph's which will put them through quite easily Celtic were the same later on that night you've got Kamarnock away in Wales tonight and you've got Aberdeen at home you're expecting Aberdeen to win that game uh, so I think it will be a positive week for the Scottish sides uh, I, I know what he's saying there about you know Morrison about the, the way he wants his team set up they'll be very well disciplined they'll be very well organised they'll try and get in about they'll try and upset Kilmarnock but as I say it's up to Kilmarnock to make sure positive result away from home and should be job done when they come back to Rugby Park well, the Aberdeen lineup is out for their game as well. They're playing against Rovaniemi of Finland. They're at home for this one. It's Joe Lewis in goal, a back four of Logan, Devlin, McKenna, and Considine. In midfield, Ferguson, Gallagher, Wright, Hedges, and McGinn with Sam Cosgrove up top. It's just another one of these early round qualifiers that they're heading into the unknown, really. But I think last year they obviously got a tough draw with, with Burnley that was it was never going to be an easy one with the amount of money that's that's in the English Premier League but we've seen in years before that Aberdeen are capable of, of progressing at, at least a couple of rounds in the in the qualifiers Well I think you'd be very disappointed if you were an Aberdeen supporter and have been involved with Aberdeen that they don't progress in this one uh, they're at home tonight to gives them an opportunity to try and build up a good lead uh, I've heard a lot about the lad Hedges Apparently he's a very talented player uh, Derek's changed one or two things about uh, Pataudry And uh, I'll bump his players to go out there And get a good positive result Get away from home And uh, I see obviously uh, Celtic Rangers for me as far as I'm concerned Are through anyway I can't see anything happening there A miracle happening there Kilmarnock and Aberdeen I think can follow I think it could be a real good positive week For our Scottish clubs in Europe well, Derek McInnes says they'll be wary of their Finnish opponents in the Europa League qualifier tonight. He says they're a good footballing side, but hopes they could be affected by having a busy summer of transfers. Obviously, they've not hit the form of last season, but I think it's a fantastic achievement from last year. Finished second in the division, conceded very few goals, um, strong both on the road and at home. Um, so they've had a few changes to obviously the manager, um, players in and out. Um, and maybe uh, those changes as we just spoke about for their own team maybe not making them click as much as they, they have been certainly last season but they certainly have the potential um, a good level of player a good technical team good you know, a possession based team they want to um, set about the task to ask the question of you um, and some good technical players along with experience so you know they have an idea of how they want to play um, they they open the pitch up to try and express themselves and you can see why they've done so well last season. 01419511025 if you want to get involved on the phones. Thomas is a Rangers fan in Govan. Thomas, what's your point tonight? Hello, Andrew. Good evening, Gordon. How are you doing, mate? I'm fine, Thomas. How are you doing, man? Um, first of all, see the caller a couple of calls ago. He was, um, I don't know, he was so negative about Rangers. Um, he just sounded negative about the Rangers where we're going to go and how we're going to be um, you know this big centre-backs coming this big Swedish boy Gordon um, I, I've read about him and um, I've not really seen him play to be honest I know that he's a left centre-back left-footed uh, quite a tall lad we heard the interview the night that he's not the most paciest but 
He's very aggressive, very good. I think he'll be a threat at set place, if, especially with his height. And if Rangers are splashing out that sort of money, they believe he'll be a real good signing as well. Well, we definitely need somebody in the back, Gordon. But do you not think we need somebody up front as well? Um, no, I, do, I don't. Because I think it's going to be a competition with Morelos and Defoe. If obviously, Morelos. I think Morelos will be there. Uh, to be honest with you, Thomas. Really, really. Yeah, I do. I think uh, if there was going to be any movement, I think it would have been before now. And plus, the fact if Rangers have get any hopes of winning the title or silverware next year, it's very difficult to sell a player that notched you thirty goals. Uh, he's a well, big player for them. Well. So well, sorry, to interrupt. Do you know I think it's very difficult. He's disappointed record as well. One, one. Well, nobody's why to touch him. He's he's uh, he's he's one of the ones he. Other teams don't want to touch. Well, it's it's well documented about his discipline uh, record last year, and it was disappointing for the Rangers manager and Rangers supporters because he's a big player for them, and he needs to be on the park playing. Now he's another year older, uh, another year wiser, like the rest of us, and it might just be a case of him um, sitting down and the manager working through the close season with him as well, just getting in his head that he's got to. He's got to get his discipline in order because he's certainly got ability and the boy knows how to score goals. So I don't think that if Rangers are going to make a, a challenge of this title, then I don't think, unless it's funny money, crazy money, I don't think it's worth selling your best players. Yeah, Any point to you, Thomas? Gordon, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just to come back on Morelis. Um, Gordon, he is, he is a, obviously a great goal scorer. He's an asset to the team, but his, his temperament, I don't know if any manager, it's, 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 it's inborn in him. I don't know if any manager will be able to let arm around the shoulder and take him aside. And I don't see Gerard's able to do that. I don't know if that player's willing to accept that arm around the shoulder. Thomas, Thomas yeah, I understand what you're saying, but let me say one thing. There's plenty of managers out there that think they're different and they would get the best out of them. They would calm the temperament. You look at Balotelli, for instance. How many clubs has he been up? Everybody knows what's happening when he walks into the club. He's going to be trouble at some time. Managers take the chance because of his ability. Um, but I think Morelis is a young player. I think last season he must have been disappointed in the way he handled things. And I think that the Rangers staff will be working with him. And I, I think Rangers, and as I said... Unless it was a lot of money, I think Rangers would be foolish selling a guy that can score you that many goals. Well, thank you to Thomas in Govan. 0141951-1025 if you want to get involved. We'll take a closer look at a potential takeover at Partick Thistle after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. A team that gets results every week. Talk to thompsons.com. Gordon DL here with me, Andrew McLean, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're just less than 15 minutes until Kilmarnock kick off away to Connors Key Nomads in the Europa League qualifiers. Aberdeen, it's uh, an hour until they kick off at home to Rovaniemi. Some interesting news, Gordon. I want to get your thoughts on this today. Coming out of Partick Thistle, they released two statements today. The first one was early in the afternoon. It was news that four directors had been appointed to the board while three had departed. So the four that are in, David Beattie, Ronnie Gilfillan, David Kelly and Norman Springford, the ones out, Michael Robertson, Duncan Smiley and Jackie Lowe, who was the chairman of the club, 
But we've now discovered is no longer the chairman of a club Because another statement came out later on It said David Beattie was the new chairman Taking over from Jackie Lowe But it also confirmed that the club have had a formal takeover approach as well Yeah, it sounds like they're going to be a big turnaround at uh, Partick Thistle They're a club that, um, if you get it going right, Andrew um, They're a big club, they're a very good club And they've got uh, a good fan base and if you can get in there, put a little bit of money in, organisation, get them, you know, get them promoted, um, then I think uh, Partick Thistle's a growing club. So I think for every Jags fan, they'll certainly be delighted with that news only if there's money going in to get the sort of a quality that can get them out in that league. Yeah, there have been lots of speculation in the last few weeks about a potential takeover. There was links with an international group that's led by businessman Chen Lee. He also owns Barnsley and Nice as well. He's he's certainly got a lot of money, a, a, a billionaire. It would be a very interesting deal if uh, if it was a, a someone of that stature that, that came to Forhill. Well, if you're a fan and you hear about a billionaire coming into your club, then you're thinking about uh, financially it's going to be absolutely brilliant. You've got to get better quality players. I think the Hibs supporters, they're over the moon about their take, well, the, the takeover of the lad coming in. Um, and the thoughts of the sort of money that he's going to put into the club as well. So it's interesting now that, uh, you know, clubs are starting to get bought over. People are now starting to recognise Scottish football is a lot better than what people give it credit for. I know we're just speculating here. There's no confirmation that it is Chen Lee's organisation that are wanting mm-hmm. to take over Partick Thistle. It's Nice and Barnsley, as I said, the two teams that he also owns. It's an interesting dynamic when that happens because I think the, the there's a, a chairman that is at Watford, uh, Granada and Udinese and it sort of works that they all sort of work as feeder, feeder clubs feed, for each feeder, other yeah. and they loan players to each other and transfer players and it's one of these things that, well, Partick Thistle fans, could they see that as a bonus that they could be getting players from these clubs or would they maybe not want to be seen as a as a feeder club to these two no, clubs I think, potentially? I think it's a bonus. I think that if you're a supporter and you go along and you're getting better quality players in and you're watching them week in, week out. Most important thing, if they're getting results, you're absolutely delighted with it. So I think that if something like that happened to party, I think it would be a real bonus for them. And I think the Jags fans would be excited with it. But as long as it was going in the right direction, Andrew, because as I say, Partick Thistle are a good club. They're a decent sized club. They've got a good fan base. They need to get out the light, the league this season. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you want to get on the phone, Scott is an air fan in air. Scott, what's your point tonight? Hi, evening, gentlemen. Hi, um, we've uh, yeah, uh, we've just recently took um, Stephen Kelly from Rangers on loan for this season. Um, all I know about him is he scored a hat trick against us during the week in a pre-season friendly. Um, I was just wondering what you know about him and how you think he'll fit in in the United team this season. Well, um, I think the most important thing is what your manager, Ian McCall, knows about him. Uh, he obviously thinks that he's going to be a big asset to Air United. He's been well coached at Rangers, obviously. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about him. I really have. Um, I think it's good for the boy to get out and play regular football in a decent league, let me say. And I think it's a big bonus for uh, Air United as well that Rangers are allowing them to come out and you know plays trade next season with Air United and Ian McCall so that that's one that I'm going to watch very closely I think of an interesting one and I think that uh, obviously Air United fans like the 
the Partick Thistle fans they want out of the league as well the Championship's such a great league and the competitive in it is incredible so you sometimes you go along to these big clubs like Rangers and Celtic and they won't give you the, their players but obviously they trust in the manager that will be well looked after and the club and well coached and it'll be a benefit um, for him in later years Yeah I remember Last season at some point Stephen Kelly was offered a new long term contract by Rangers He signed that I remember the club made a, a bit of a deal about it on Twitter There was a video of him with Stephen Gerrard Stephen Gerrard's talked about him in the, in the press before It'll be one of these ones that Rangers have so many players in that central midfield position But if they do rate him highly They won't want him to be playing reserve football and development football for another season So it, it is just one of these ones that, that will benefit his development But also Ian McCall will hope that Boosts air chances Air chances in the championship Yeah this I think it works uh, Well for both clubs Andrew And obviously works well For the lad You get to a stage where You know In In a, in a reserve league For instance Whatever it may be Under 20s 21s You don't progress anymore You've got to go Into the, the real leagues Learn your trade But obviously Stephen Gerrard um, You know He trusts him With Ian McCall and he likes what Ian's all about and the football and the style that Ian obviously plays down at Air United. So I think it's a great move for both clubs and especially for a young player because he has to progress to have any chance of getting in the Rangers first team in the future. Scott, there's been some obviously some high-profile departures from Air this summer, no less than Lawrence Shanklin. How do you see the team shaping up now with, with the loss of players like, like Shankland and Declan McDade and was it Michael Rose is away as well? Yep, uh, personally, I think it's shaping up really well. Like I said, with um, Doolan coming in and now young Kelly coming in, um, if we can just secure uh, Doonan, uh, Celtic keeper by the loan, if we can secure him for next season, uh, I think we won't have anything to worry about. Uh, I think we'll have a good team for the season. Yeah, I wish you all the very, very best in all club of mine. And I think uh, you, you touched on there. Doolan, I think he'll be a terrific sign. And if he, if he just stays fit... In that league, I think he will score goals. Oh no, it was, Ross, it was Ross doing. He was talking about oh, the Celtic sorry, goalkeeper I, I who thought, was on loan at Air last season. Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking. No, about I mean, Chris. I mean, Dylan, Dylan has signed, but I think he yeah. was saying he hopes that they get Ross doing back. Yeah, um, yeah, it's important to get him back as well, and that bucked in to speak to Celtic. But I do go into the fact that you're saying how's Air United going to do? I think you touched on Shanklin leaving. Very hard to replace. But I think Ian McCall's worked very well in the transfer market with Doolin to replace him. And as I said earlier, Andrew, give him the service. He'll put the ball in the back of the net for you. I mean, the Championship was such a mad division last year when you got to the end of it and there were so many teams that, that could have got relegated. You look at the other end of the table, the top end, there's the, the two Dundee sides that you'd expect mm -hmm. will be up there. Partick Thistle as well. Do you see any other clubs challenging them at the top? Um, I, I think... Apart from Alawal, the clubs are full-time, they're, they're ambitious, they want up there. You're right, the two Dundee teams, obviously, and you look at the way Dundee United have spent this season, they're ambitious, they're bringing in good players. Dundee will want to bounce right back up there. Air were in the mix last season. Partick Thistle fought relegation for most of it. They'll be one up the other end of the table fighting for a promotion. That's, it's the same as the Premier League I think the Championship's got to be terrific as well Well we're at it Gordon Couple of predictions tonight What do you think? Kamarnock, Connors, Key Nomads? Yeah I think Kamarnock will win it I don't think it'll be a 3 or 4 I think they could get by maybe 1 or 2 nil, And I think Aberdeen 3 nil comfortably 
Well, the Kilmarnock game is about to kick off in around five minutes' time. We'll give you the reaction to that and the reaction to the Aberdeen game that kicks off at 7.45. Finish side, Roman Niemi, they are up against tonight. All that coming tomorrow on the show. I'm in the studio with Jim Duffy. Thank you to Scott in air for his call. Thank you to all the other callers as well and everyone on Twitter. Thank you to Gordon DL on the studio. It's Callum Gallagher that's up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. <laughs>